Hey there, faculty and students. This week's podcast is about a topic that might be considered a little controversial, but certainly has been on the minds of faculty and students for years, the use of outside resources. I'm joined for an introductory question and answer session by some of our fantastic leadership team student members. Let's take just a moment to meet them in case you haven't had the opportunity yet. Maybe we'll start off by asking Alec to introduce himself. Hi. Hi, everybody. My name is Alec. I am an MD-PhD student and a fourth year student at UMass. Um, and I'm really excited to talk to you about uh, how I've used outside resources in the past. Great. Jillian, you're up next. Hi. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Jillian. I'm a second year MS2 and also in the uh, MD-PhD program. And likewise, I'm really excited to talk to everybody today about um, the curriculum and how how everything comes together in complicated ways. Thanks, Sam. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. I'm also an MS2 um, and just looking forward for this conversation. And last but not least, Sarah. Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah. I'm also an MS2. I'm also um, part of the PERCH program and really excited to be part of this talk today since uh, one of my goals is to become involved in medical education development in the future. So very excited for this conversation. Awesome. Thank you. So the students helped me put together a little bit of background that we just wanted to get across before we really dive into some of the questions and answers. So many, if not all, students at UMass do use outside commercially available resources to prepare either for passing their foundational courses or for USMLE licensing and even on clinical rotations. Some students choose to use these resources instead of actually attending class or using the material that was prepared by the UMass faculty. And, and so it's a really complicated topic, but all the more reason that we wanna lean in here. Uh, we wanna be thoughtful in the new curriculum and aware of all the different ways of learning that our students are pursuing. Moving towards more engaged methodologies is consistent with being aware of and open to the fact that our learners are adults and they're going to seek tools that facilitate their own learning. One of the reasons it does get complicated is due to licensure. So faculty may not be able to include certain materials because of copyright laws and even referring students to certain materials can create some educational disparities that we're trying to avoid because not all students have access. There can also be an issue of quality. So some faculty have found mistakes in the materials and we need to be aware of that as well. So many review resources assume that there's basic knowledge on the part of the learner. And so that basic knowledge may need to first be taught through coursework. So in this podcast, we'll be um, exploring the current state of outside resource use in the current curriculum. And we've asked the students to just be as open as possible with their answers. So down the road, we'll plan additional activities uh, related to outside resource use, maybe talking about how to incorporate it or how to approach it in our new curriculum. So that might happen at future spokesperson meetings and maybe even a town hall where we use the same Q&A type model. So let's start first with the why of students use, use outside resources, sorry. Why do students use outside resources at UMass? Maybe I'll hand that to Sarah first. Sure. Um, so 
For me, I, I personally like the external resources because they go in with the assumption that the learner doesn't know any of the basics that you need to know for pathology, pharmacology, and what we're learning in our second year. Um, and, you know, these videos and BNB and Pathoma, they provide the foundations in a very short and simple way and short as in 10 to 25 minutes. Um, and they build on the foundations in a stepwise manner with future videos. And then, you know, comparing that to the lectures, which are a little bit longer, you know, they're 60 minutes that, and they include both the foundations and, you know, extra granular details. Um, for me, it was personally really hard for me to process the extra material on top of the foundations without having the basics first. And that would cause me to feel, um, you know, kind of lost during mid-lecture. And I think another strong point of these external resources is that they are pre-recorded. So the explanations have been really refined to be simple, clear, and presumably error-free, although our faculty has been really good about catching those errors. Um, and then lastly, I just think that the external resources, um, very specifically saying this is high yield for the step exam really increases students' confidence in these resources. Um, and I know that, you know, other faculty do refer to, you know, the step exam, and I think that's, you know, really, really great for, to build uh, confidence for students in the faculty and the lectures. Thank you. It sounds like using outside resources has really helped you to be more efficient with your learning and studying. Alec, do you have a response to why UMass students use outside resources? Sure, and I'll echo a lot of what Sarah said. Uh, I feel when I was studying during first and second year that utilizing outside resources was a really great way to get kind of a quick, high-level introduction to a lot of the material. Uh, whereas if we started with lectures, it, it they started to get very in-depth very quickly. And it, as Sarah mentioned, it was easy to get lost. So for me, being able to use a outside resource that was high level that lacked potentially some of the details that were important um, but stayed at a very surface level was was great to help me organize and, and kind of create a structure and a framework to then start to fit some of the more important details from lectures into that in my mind so it, it helped me really start to keep track of all of the information uh, that I was learning within uh, the lectures uh, that I attended during first and second year the other thing for me that became really important was uh, thinking about third year and fourth year where studying for exams and, and preparing for um, step two, you, you rely very, very heavily on third party resources because there aren't the same lecture materials, there aren't the same um, structured, organized materials available to help you prepare for the exam. So by starting to look at them and be comfortable with using these outside materials during first and second year, I feel like it has helped me greatly in preparing for exams during third and fourth year. Thanks, Alec. Um, yeah, I find like what you're saying about creating a framework and a scaffolding really interesting. And, and I also really appreciate the comments about using outside resources during the clinical years. I'm wondering if you guys, for those of us like me who aren't familiar with the specific resources that are out there, I'm wondering if you guys can walk us through a few examples of the available resources and, and maybe how you use them in a really general way. Um, Sam, are you willing to take this topic? Yeah, sure. 
Um, so they're really, you know, there's a huge amount of outside resources and that's one of the struggles that a lot of students find is which ones are work for them, which ones they should use, which ones older, you know, older students have told us to use. Um, but I would really break it down to four or five main ones that a lot of people use. Um, the first would be boards and beyond. Um, that is really just short, high level videos. You know, they never really go above 20 minutes. Um, he gives the major points, he gives the background information, and he gives kind of just the facts that you need to know. Um, and they're all the, they're all in the same format, so you kind of know what to expect every time that you go into a video. Um, and a lot of them kind of just the subjects match right up along with with what our lectures are um, talking about. Uh, the next that's also very similar is is Pathoma. Um, a lot of students use both words and beyond Pathoma kind of concurrently just to get um, just to get both takes on on the information. Um, also another you know very high level um, uh, uh, resource with video quick videos, 20 minutes. Um, and also showing a lot of the pathology slides and those kind of things. Also talking, bringing us always back to basics on, on a lot of the information. Um, the next one would be sketchy. I think a lot of students use that, um, especially for micro and pharmacology, um, because it's such a intensive memorization. Uh, those are such intense memorization subjects that sketchy uses kind of cartoons to, uh, to give memory hooks for um, all of that information. So with, with micro, they'll have uh, a 10 minute video uh, describing a, a certain bug and have different um, symbols and everything in their cartoon that you can kind of refer back to in your head when you're thinking about that bug. Um, and so that's been really helpful, I think, for a lot of students. And uh, the final one is, is, a, is a study tool, but also does help as a resource as well, and that's Anki. Um, and so Anki is a space repetition uh, flashcard tool. Uh, so basically you'll, you do a flashcard and it will put it out for three days and it'll show back up in three days. If you get that right, it'll put it out for another six or nine days and it'll show back up in nine days and it will readjust if you get it right or wrong. Um, the big thing about Anki is that uh, it's a huge community of medical students. Uh, around the country that have created different decks uh, to use, both in preparation for step one as well as just for courses in general. Um, so, you know, one of the major decks that a lot of students use uh, called Ankh King um, is, has about 30,000 flashcards, um, all created by students. Uh, they also are kind of linked back to the Boards and Beyond videos, linked back to the Pathoma videos linked back to our first aid textbook that we used for um, step one prep. And so when you look at a flashcard, it will have three different layers of information that you can go back to and, and refer to as you're trying to um, memorize and learn. And it also helps you with planning for reviews because it kind of takes, the, takes away uh, the task for you and just kind of gives you when you need to review certain material. So I'd say those are the, the main ones. Of course, there's others that are uh, question banks that uh, every student uses UMass already provides UWorld for us, um, and then there's other review books that students use as well. Thanks, Sam. That's a pretty comprehensive list. Alec, anything you you want to add to that list? Yeah, I, and Sam mentioned this towards the end, uh, the use of question banks. And for for me, you know, the way that I would tend to 
the study and utilize the resources was really trying to pre-read or, or watch a introductory video, uh, Boards and Beyond or Pathoma, before an, a, a corresponding lecture that I would then go uh, see UMass faculty um, give, and that would give me a good introduction. And then I would try at the end of the lecture or later that day to do some flashcards associated with that content, as well as do some practice questions from a question bank to, to solidify uh, what I had learned. So um, for me, it, it was really helpful to, you know, utilize kind of those three segments of learning where I would pre-learn, then I would get all of the detail from lecture, and then I would try to solidify that in the way that we were going to be assessed on it, which is uh, on these um, USMLE-style questions. So um, those have really been the, the key things that I, the, how I used those resources that Sam mentioned. Thank you. I'm really starting to appreciate how many different formats these outside resources come in and how multimodal it is. And, and really, I didn't realize that there was some sort of integration that some of these resources built on other resources that were intended for earlier use. So that's really helpful information. This next question, um, I'm gonna direct to Jillian. How do you feel like the content in the outside resources aligns with what we're teaching at UMass? Are there any obvious gaps? Thank you so much for the question. I would say that um, largely it does align. Um, there is a lot of content that we'll see um, kind of as Alec was mentioning in the introductory videos and boards beyond or Pathoma that then go into depth in the lectures. So a lot of the content does align. Um, I would say the difference being that, um, as Sarah mentioned, it's sometimes just like the fact that it's pre-recorded allows the information to be ultra-refined into like 10-minute um, videos with all the information kind of put together in exact sentences um, in order to create such a concise video. So I would say that the content is actually very, very similar. Um, and um, I would say that what the, um, it does provide like a really good foundation for then students to go into a small group with or to go into a Q-Bank with um, and be able to succeed on those questions. So I would say there is a large amount of uh, overlap, maybe the difference being how it's presented. So with Boards Beyond and Pathoma being very concise in how they present the information and using the same images or the same um, like drawings to reinforce that information. And then with um, um, something like Sketchy, you have the same cartoons or the same images of a pencil for penicillin or something to just constantly use a visual tool to reinforce that information that the professor will mention and you'll also see in the outside resources as well. Great, thank you. It's very reassuring to hear that there's a lot of overlap in the content um, and not, not huge major gaps, but maybe there's room for us to improve in terms of curriculum development uh, around methodology. Um, all right, so the next question I'm gonna ask is uh, how specifically you've used outside resources in your studying, and you don't have to go too deeply in this answer, but I'm, I'm curious if you can maybe give us some, some sort of day-to-day -day details. How is the resource used? Maybe I'll start with Sam on this one. Yeah, sure. So uh, for me, a lot of my day-to-day -day focuses around when is the next uh, interactive lecture that we're gonna be kind of working through problems and those kind of things, and what information do I need to know for that? Um, and so usually I'll look at the schedule and I'll see what what uh, class, what the subject is gonna be and and look at uh, for example, in cardiology, 
uh, and we'll talk about MIs. And then I'll go into Boards and Beyond and get a quick high level overview of that video. And then I can go into my Anki and open up uh, 30 flashcards direct, linked directly to that video. And, and uh, go through those and kind of like drill the, that information back into my head. Um, and then I'll go and read the lecture notes and I'll look over the lectures. And if there's things that um, I'm missing, I'll go into the, into the lecture capture and watch it um, to make sure that I'm not missing you know, the major information. So that's really the, the, the quick way of how I handle each subject. Um, and that information then comes back and back through Anki. And if I need to go back and review in the textbooks or anything on, on things that I understand, I'll go back and do that. Thank you. Sarah, anything to add? Or can you share with us your own experience of using outside resources? Sure. I think um, my routine is actually very similar to Sam's. Um, where we might differ is just when we decide to look over the lecture slides. For me, I always start with Boards and Beyond just to get that anatomy and physiology review that I need for the pathology. Um, and once I've gotten that strong foundation, I'll move on to pathoma um, to just learn about all of those diseases and the conditions that, um, you know, we're responsible for learning. And once I have those two um, foundations, I then move on to sketchy for pharmacology. And um, in terms of the first aid book, which, you know, in, in and of itself isn't a great resource um, just because it's kind of like an index. Um, I do use that specifically for sketchy um, since there aren't dedicated slides for sketchy material like there are for Boards and Beyond Pathoma and I'll write my notes in there. And then after um, an extensive review of all of my notes, I will then go into Anki. Um, and as, um, as Sam mentioned, um, I, for each individual video, will find the tag for that video. And it makes it so much easier to kind of test that knowledge and solidify that knowledge right after watching that video, because it's kind of like a self quiz. Um, and then in addition, uh, because Anki, it may not be good for comparison of like four or five details, I tend to like to make charts to help myself organize the information better. And after gaining all of that knowledge and really, really um, reinforcing it and solidifying it, it makes me um, feel better going into like our OSD small groups where we get to apply and extend our knowledge and think like actual doctors. Um, so I really enjoy you know, having that process prior to going to the small groups. And then I think um, after I've reviewed all of that material from the external resources, I then will go into our, um, our lectures more deeply and see what um, details I'm missing. Thank you. It's super helpful for me to hear about that sort of level of detail, how, it, how you guys integrate that in your day to day. I do want to take a second to circle back to a question I already asked that I did not give Alec a chance to answer. We asked Jillian, how do you feel the content in the outside resources aligns with what's taught at our institution? And I wanted to um, make sure that I gave Alec an opportunity to answer that question as well. Thanks, Trish. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to just add a, a small point to, to that. And I think one of the things that students generally are focused on, especially when second year rolls around, is making sure that they're doing what they need to do during the year to become adequately prepared for step one when that comes around uh, in the um, spring semester. And one thing that I found uh, when I was studying is that the, the focus when I was using outside resources was really 
making sure that I knew what I needed to know for step one, because that's really what the focus of those resources are. And what I found um, I got out of the lectures from uh, UMass faculty was really a good foundation for what you needed to know going into say third year when you needed to try to apply that knowledge clinically. So, you know, one thing that that helped me figure out was, all right, I can use these outside resources and I can use them really for helping me prepare for the board exam. And then I can add details from the lecture, but really try to take away how am I going to use this clinically when I'm sitting through a lecture that the UMass faculty are giving. Thank you. All right, I want to give you guys a chance to just add anything else you want to on this topic. Anything you've observed from classmates about the use of outside resources that you think might be important for faculty or curriculum developers to know. Definitely happy to start with that one. I would um, just add that um, I think that a really huge benefit in a curriculum moving forward would be to embrace these resources as much as possible. Um, I think that it's really easy to um, uh, like see students using these resources as a way of cutting corners in a way, but I would just emphasize that students are putting a lot of time and effort into first getting the foundations of the physiology and then building on that with the pathology and then finding ways to constantly reinforce the information. Um, in order to perform well in the clinic, well on boards, and well in their small groups. And so I think anything that can be done to um, just see these as an asset to students and like a, a modern age where we're going to YouTube videos or going to um, kind of modern uh, ways of incorporating both video and audio and drawings together um, to use like a multimedia approach into learning this material. Um, and I think it's been a huge asset to uh, reinforce a lot of very complicated material. Great. So we'll talk a lot more about possible future states incorporating and working with these external resources um, in another forum down the road. This is just the beginning of a conversation. We think this topic is, is really important. Um, thank you so much for your attention this week and thank you so much to our stellar leadership team student members, Sarah, Jillian, Alec, and Sam for sharing their experiences with us and their insight. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so much.